to the weekly message from Angel of Joy Lutheran Church, an ELCA congregation located in Lufkin, Texas. Pastor Paul Guy and the family of Angel of Joy invite you to join us for worship at 10.15 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you should find yourself in our neighborhood, please enjoy this message and visit our website at angelofjoy.org. trying to pick a title for the sermon. This is one of those texts from the Bible that that kind of works like a knuckleball. It kind of dances around. It's kind of hard to get to make contact with it. Now I'm going to ask how many of you have dedicated yourself either presently or in the past to reading through the Bible from beginning to end. Lots of hands going up. And how many of you have ever gone to your pastor or a local priest or theologian and said, about this text, Matthew five thirteen to 20, can you make some sense out of it for me? Raise your hands if you've done that. One of you has done that. Which surprises me that anyone has because people don't come to me and say, Pastor, would you please explain this passage from Matthew? It's a knuckleball for me. Actually, it's three different knuckleballs, three different parts to it, and it doesn't really jive with our understanding of Jesus very well. The first part, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? Have you ever had, how many of you, another hand raising time, how many of you have ever had your salt lose its taste? None. It just sort of stays there. Huh. Some of you come from, have spent some time in the upper Midwest, and you know what it's like to have salt thrown out on the road. Because it, you know, it melts the snow and you get traction under your wheels. But that's not because it's lost its taste. So I was thinking, now why did Jesus say that? Why did he say that? I looked it up. And... Uh, And it's one definition or explanation says the only way for salt to lose its saltiness from a chemical perspective is for the chemical reaction to occur. Sodium chloride is a very stable substance. The chemical bond is very tight. You see, sodium and chlorine are happy to become one and share their one electron and things work out really well for them. They're like a happily married couple that just loves to be married no matter what hits the fan. In other words, once you got salt, it's going to stay salt. And it's going to stay salty. But I think Jesus was saying, okay, maybe you don't understand chemistry. Maybe you don't understand physics. But you do understand how salt makes things taste good. So you've got it in your home. But if it's not good anymore, throw it out. And I say to that, 
What are you saying, Jesus? This doesn't jive with my understanding of salt. What do you mean? Knuckleball one. Then he says, you are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. Well, pretty much so. No one after lighting a lamp puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Which sounds a lot like that thing that Lutherans say, works righteousness so that they may see your good works. Well, maybe that's still a knuckleball, but it hit the corner of the strike zone because it doesn't say you're saved by your works, but that by your works, people can say, Aha, God is good and gracious. This person says they're a Christian. This person says they believe in God. They're a child of God. And so if this is what God is like, okay, I can see there's some light there. When I was young, some of you are old enough to understand or to, to recognize what I'm going to say. But once upon a time when I was young, my father gave me something called a crystal set. Do any of you remember crystal sets? One person. Oh, my goodness. Maybe I'm older than I thought. No, you're younger than I am. Yeah, it was kind of like a radio, and it had wires that were wrapped around it, and I don't even know if you can get that radio shack anymore. But what happened was that you'd get this thing together and with the wire wrapped around it, and you had to have headphones. There was no speakers involved. And you could listen to radio stations that way. Well, I would be sent... This was before I went to school. I must have been about four and a half. Maybe it was a summer vacation when I was a little older. And because she wanted some peace and quiet in the house, my mother would send me to my room to take a nap every afternoon. And I was supposed to sleep. But I would get that crystal set... And I would go under the blanket and pretend to be asleep, but I had a flashlight, and I could put those headphones on, and I could listen to, oh, Art Link Letter. <laughs> Some of you remember him. I hid that light under my blanket so no one could see it. It was a private thing. If we're Christians, we can't really keep it to ourselves. We need to let that light shine. Well, that's speaking metaphorically. We let, need to let our faith be known to others so that others can also encounter God. They can say, wow, if this is what God is like and this is how he transforms lives, then I want him to be a part of my life too. So yeah, that's a strike. I think that's a strike. I'm still worried about the salt. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. It's kind of like Jesus saying, well, there are only two laws. Love your God with all your heart and your mind and your soul and love your neighbor as yourself. But what he's saying is here is, no, nope, you got to obey all those Ten Commandments. 
In fact, every aspect of those Ten Commandments. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all is accomplished. What's going to be accomplished? Hmm. Everything's going to be accomplished? Does that mean the Houston Astros have a chance to win the World Series? Hmm. What's going to be accomplished? There's going to be peace on earth? Republicans and Democrats are going to get along with each other in Washington? Does it mean that there's not going to be any need for ugly quilts anymore because everyone's going to have a home, a shelter, and, and plenty of everything they need to survive the cold winter? All is accomplished. What did Jesus mean by all? The pitch is coming, and I'm not sure where it's going and where to swing. What do you mean, Jesus? All is accomplished. Till all the law is accomplished? Now, Jewish theology says that the world will come to an end if all good Jews, no matter where they are, in Jerusalem, in Moscow, in Lufkin, all of the Jews, just for one day, all at the same time, keep all of the commandments. If everyone commit, com, if everyone obeys the commandments at the same time, then poof, the end has come. Is that what Jesus meant? If all good Jews keep the commandments at the same time? Or does it mean something else? And I got to thinking like Martin Luther might think, and think, well, actually, maybe it didn't have to do with what people do, but what God has accomplished. You see, Jesus spoke this before, before even Palm Sunday happened. Maybe that's what he was talking about. The pitch is getting closer now. Can I hit it? Can I make contact with it? Is there truth to be known and grasped? Well, he says, therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to be the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But they might still be in heaven, just in one of the lousier neighborhoods. For I tell you, unless your righteousness, which means being right with God, God's saying, they're, they're right on track here. Unless that exceeds the scribes and the Pharisees. Now you have to remember that the scribes were like the Sunday school teachers and the Pharisees were sort of like the, the, the church council. Do we have any church council members here today? Yeah, okay, one, two. Some hands didn't go up that should have gone up. They're thinking, where is he going with this? Still the knuckleball. You don't know where it's going yet. Well, unless you are more right than they are, then you could be in trouble. So all of you, even those of you that aren't on church council, need to be more right with God than the church council members you elected. I don't know where that one's going, but... You can play on that when we sit out in the back of the room and have lunch together today. 
Unless you're more righteous than the church council and the Sunday school teachers, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus, please, don't throw this stuff at us. Don't throw us knuckleballs. Throw us a fastball right down, not too fast, maybe 82 miles an hour, right down the center of the plate so that I can swing my bat of faith and I can knock it out of the park. Please, no more knuckleballs. Don't confuse me. But actually what happens is that Jesus is the one at bat, not you and me. And this is theology that's been around a while. And he's swinging. And he hits the home run. He hasn't done it yet. The pitch is still on the way for Jesus. Remember, Easter is still down the road a ways for him. Not anymore. Not anymore. And you and I are here today. And we're not spectators in the stands. We're either in the dugout or we're on the field. Because we are the team. You are the team. And we already know how the game's going to turn out, don't we? We already know who's going to win. Jesus won it. And we're on his team, so we will win too. Knuckleballs or not. The last thing I want to say about this particular text is that you can give me a call or you can stop by the office or you can send me a note and put it in my box or whatever. And you can ask questions, and I might have some good answers, and I might have answers that seem like knuckleballs to you too. But the truth of it is, all we have to do is say, Jesus knows what he's talking about. And I trust Jesus. I believe in him. And so everything's going to be all right. And it is. And the sun has come out, and I can see it shining on Frank's car out there. And that means it's going to be a beautiful day, both weather-wise and theology-wise. The truth is in your hands. And all you have to do is say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening. Please provide feedback on the iTunes podcast page and visit our website at angeljoy.org for more information.